had to ask for clarification several times. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? Yeah. Where are we at? I don't understand why it was easier for me to remember the Japanese names of last week than to remember like <laughs> who Bud White was. Like Ugh. and Jack. No idea who Jack was for the first bit, but like Kikuchio, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the big room uh, where broken promises are made. So uh, I have a beef. We watched LA Confidential. And if you listen to the last episode, mm. I was led astray <laughs> literally immediately <laughs> by Nick because he, he said, and I quote, uh, Frank Sinatra's in this movie. I had that complaint as well. And I, I was led astray. Before I watched the movie, I scrolled really far down in IMDb, or rather to the side, because the cast goes side to side. And I keep scrolling, and I'm like, he's not in this freaking movie. And then it's unaccredited, him and Marilyn Monroe right next to each other, uncredited archival footage. They're both in the movie for two seconds? Yep. Second and a half? Yep. Blink, you miss it, yeah. And it makes sense. I should have known. Because this movie came out in 97 and Frank died in 98. But still. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is the possibility? I watched the whole movie waiting for him it. to pop up and I was like, did I miss it? And I went back again and I was Aww. like, then I did your thing. I looked it up and I was like, oh, he's just in there. And I was like, I guess he would have been like <laughs> on his deathbed if he had been yeah. in But I was Listen, disappointed off the rip. I was like, come on. Google led me astray. Yeah. I felt bad. I'm sorry. Way to go, Google. He, I was also looking for him. I was promised uh, a Frank Sinatra movie, and I got a movie starring a sex pest. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah, the the, the a little jarring. The bulletin is kind of like, you know, Russell Crowe. Um, uh, what's his face? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yep, and um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Who's the worst? And then uh, Danny DeVito, who's great. And Kim Basinger, who I've heard of, didn't recognize. Yeah, and couldn't I've, place I, her in anything. I've seen her in nothing. Like, I looked up her yeah. like, well, filmography. Like else she's, this. like, not in anything. Same with Guy Pierce. I feel like he just kind of, after the 90s, just kind of fit the, the her, Him and Kim away. Basinger are both, like, if you go to their IMDb page, IMDb page like, Ellie Confidential is, like, the number one build thing they're in. Huh. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Kevin Spacey. Um, Russell Crowe Russell Crowe being awesome I love Russell Crowe I've only yeah. seen one other movie with him in it but it's Gladiator which is amazing none of y'all had seen it right no I hadn't you, nope. you hadn't seen Gladiator Carl you hadn't seen Gladiator no I haven't seen Gladiator dude or this one I, I mean yeah we hadn't seen this one. we yeah. gotta maybe watch Gladiator next year it's super good super 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 good Um, Joaquin Phoenix in that as well ugh I hate um, that guy and Gladiator yeah. I don't hate Joaquin Phoenix nice. I don't know why I said that yeah, he's uh, the main antagonist. <laughs> Sorry, Joaquin. I know you're listening. Sorry, Joaquin. Yeah. If you're listening, fan of the show, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Come on our podcast. Not, not anymore. We'll talk about Walk the Line. Joker. <laughs> yeah, Joker. Joker. <laughs> Gladiator. Joker and Gladiator probably still exist. Paul's movies. Afraid is the new one, or what's that Paul's one? Paul's Afraid. I don't know. There's some new one. Something. Bo's Afraid. We love you. Oh, that's the one where he's like everything. Is that the new horror movie? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. Whatever. I just know he's in a new one. So this is a cop <laughs> cop movie. There's cops. It's LAPD, which is like corrupted as it still is, right? Isn't it still like there's a bunch of gangs and, and cop gangs in LAPD and stuff? It's terrible. There's a lot of homeless. 
Well, that's I LA. Assume, at least. It's not homeless people in the police department. I mean, maybe. Well, just in LA. Rent's high. <laughs> yeah. Do homeless people make gangs? Is that what you're saying? No, uh, cops make gangs. Gangs of New York? What? Yeah. Well, no. It's LA. funny you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, who directed this? I don't remember. Who cares? Irrelevant. So, those three actors. Yeah, I didn't the, recognize his name. The movie's a lot of. It, it was interesting because it took a while, at least to me, to like. Uh, it, it took like an hour before I was like, all right, these three guys are the main characters. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I was like, is Danny DeVito a main character? And then we've got Kevin Spacey's character, Jack Vincennes, who like kind of drops off for like 45 minutes in the middle of the movie and then comes back and he's super important again. Um, kind of like he drops off from his famous show he's in in the movie <laughs> and then sort of comes back again. So, um, I, I I expected more Bud White and it's uh, more Russell Crowe, and it's really like Guy Pierce is kind of the main character, kinda right. Like he he seems like the most, like the most central figure. Yeah, I think. yeah. Uh, that's Edmund. Yeah, that's Edmund Exley. Exley uh, glasses, yeah. shotgun Ed. Um, shotgun Ed. <laughs> shotgun Ed. Ed. So there's a lot happens in this movie, um, but essentially there's like, I guess the 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 tipping point of it was there the the police department makes some arrests on christmas eve and they beat the snot out of the prisoners while press is in the police department yep and there's like this is set in the early 50s if i didn't say that before it's period drama mm-hmm. um and uh the the press takes a picture of the cops versus whatever brawl and then you know some cops have to get fired for it and then some get in trouble and pretty much all the all, we've got Two of our main characters, Bud White, who's played by Russell Crowe, and Jack Vincennes, who's played by um, Kevin Spacey. They, like, get in trouble. And then the third guy, Edmund Exley, who's Guy Pierce's character, is, like, the goody two-shoes. Like, um, I'm the, not yeah, going to... buy the book, cop. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, I joined the force because of justice. Justice. And he, uh, like, rats out all the other officers who none of them will, like, turn on each other. Yeah. Except for Jack Vincent, who does it to keep his spot on his show. He just, like, takes a suspension or whatever, testifies against his fellow officers. And that whole plot, that's really, like, how the movie kicks off. It takes, yeah. like, 35 minutes for us to get there. Um, I thought the court case was going to be, like, the movie. I thought it was going to be the movie, Like, too. when we got started, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, like, a courtroom drama. And then, you know, after 30 minutes, it was like, all right, the court case is solved. We're moving on. I was like, oh, we still have, like, two hours of movie left. Yeah, that was, was not the point of the movie. No, it ended up being much more fantastical, I guess, than that. Um, a lot more. It was about crime. Yeah, but, like, cop crime. Cop like, it's crime. not. It's not really about... Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, that's the show. <laughs> so, uh, what was interesting to me is in a post George Floyd, um, not 1997 yeah. world with, but like, we're supposed to hate Edmund Exley, right? Like, as an audience, he's written to be like, man, he's turning on his fellow officers and blah, blah, blah. And the, the rest are so loyal to one another, which is awful. <laughs> yeah, me and Cameron were both like, no, we were like, I'm on his side. Like, it sucks because he's set up to be hateable until like the end of Act Three, but um, he's like the the he does like the right thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. by ratting out the other cops, which yeah. is like, you know, yay for that because corrupt cops are gross, and then it, it does portray LAPD in like a corrupt light, which is very true to reality. Yeah. Like obviously this is um, dramatized, but. That police department sucks. But is it? 
I mean, um, hopefully a little bit. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> think the chief of police in LAPD is out using officers as hitmen. At least, well, actually, do we know? No, we don't. Um, LAPD, write in and let us know. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> LAPD. <sighs> so anyway, Edmund uh, glasses. Um, he gets. He basically uses the information and his willingness to rat out officers to promote himself to detective, and then all the other detectives hate him. Uh, and we've got like. He he responds to a case after all the other detectives leave at like 3 p.m., which I thought was weird. Yeah. Uh, and he responds to a call at this diner, and there's like a bunch of dead people, and one of the cops that got fired is dead, and 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 we kind of have like a there there keeps being murders, and cops keep dying, and members of the press and stuff, and is it intertwined, and is it not? And then we've got like a a, a extremely good cop. And like extremely bad cops and then like normal bad cops that are like good. And then like it's really convoluted. There's a lot of it's very layered. A lot of characters and and it's a it's a movie that that doesn't come together until the like yeah, literally the, the, the very end. Almost in like who's bad, who are the main characters? Like it's a it's a ride. Um but not in a uh, like I followed the story well, but it was still like yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um, I followed the story, but only after having to like rewind a couple times. We rewound once or twice too. Yeah, um, it was watch, it was all very quick. Did you watch it a hundred times, Carl? Or I did get I got through three this time. Three so, this time. Um, yeah. Um, we watched it last night. We're recording at a later date than normal because I was gone for a hundred days uh, recently. So we're kind of. Cramming. I haven't gotten to really even read about it. So I don't know what I expected this movie to be. I know what I expected. Oh, I expected if, to see Frank Sinatra. Well, one, I expected <laughs> oh, that. I Two, I expected a noir, not a neo noir. So I went into this wanting that stylization. I wanted the you More know dramatic VO. flair. I basically wanted yeah, like Rick Blair or Rick Blaine with his coat turned up. Rick Flair. I, uh, Rick Blaine. <laughs> There's too many there. <laughs> these cops are styling profiling Uh (laughs) jet riding i wanted yeah i wanted like people doing monologues in the rain and like i just didn't get that with this it was just it felt kind of plain compared to that like aesthetic that i wanted you know so Um, hang on for for the regular people like me what's (laughs) what are the two careful what are the two things you're comparing here the film noir? Yeah, film noir yeah. and neon. Just very, it's like more dramatic. It's black and white. It's like, uh, you're, it's you more. You kind of follow one like, guy? Yeah, it's like following one guy and you're kind of in his head. You hear his monologues kind of, and I, you get more of a, like, I, I guess it's more of like a sob story kind of, like a little bit to some degree. I don't really even know how to categorize it. They're very saw and rainy and like, you know, something will happen and then you'll see the character at a diner, but you're like the camera's outside the window and it's rainy and you get a view. Yeah, it's like, very like it alienated from the rest up. of people, kind of loner, like uh, detective. Mystery, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas this just kind of like didn't feel and that was kind of like my complaint for the movie is like it wasn't stylized enough for me i think or i wanted more like more of a uh theme like color grading kind of like you know when you yeah. see like a movie with mexico and it's not made yellow it doesn't feel like mexico you know because it right. doesn't feel hot yeah. like this is yeah. kind of what i feel like that's what needed to happen for hmm. this it was like it didn't quite get me there for the story and the setting it didn't feel like it was there like they did a good job with the world building and i think the cinematography was nice but i like 
it just didn't quite, for whatever reason, you know, scratch that itch. So on my third watching, I did, I actually just cranked down the saturation, watched it in black and white, uh, and it of kind of worked. It kind of got yeah. me there. So I was like, it was not like, you know, it didn't, not fully, but it was like a nice kind of like half step towards that feeling that I wanted. But yeah, I just didn't get that from the actual movie, so I was kind of like a little disappointed. I kind of felt similarly, but more like... I had, or rather I had similar feelings about gangs in New York with the voiceover. It felt like Mm -hmm. it had, it's, it tried to toe the line or or sit on the fence with like a, is this a movie that uses voiceover as a narrative tool or is it not? Cause gangs in New York like had it at the very beginning. And then at the very, very end, like there were a handful of lines. This movie was, it was more, it was still very, it was very sparing and it was really only, when it involved Hush Hush, the magazine that that uh, yeah, it was like reading Danny DeVito's articles to you. But yeah, and if it was true noir though, like again, I I feel like we wouldn't have as many characters. Like we had three real main characters. I think the three cops, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for sure, are, are the main characters, and then obviously we have the villain. Um, but so that's the, I guess that kind of puts it out of the noir ballpark because we've got three dudes that we're following around but i, I don't know i'm I feel excited like it's too much dialogue too i feel like another a noir is like characteristically not much dialogue uh, yeah it's or at least like, not much like it's like it's more monologue than dialogue i guess it, but yeah so i don't know it strikes a different balance we've got one we've got a uh, maltese falcon is a film noir i believe so um gotcha. it also stars humphrey bogart from casablanca so Let's see uh, if he can make a good movie. All right. <laughs> wow. Yikes. He's going to hail on Casablanca every <laughs> yeah, episode. Because, you know, whatever. His eyes are broken. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of had oh. similar things. It also felt like, I don't know, man. The 90s kind of get into that more like like Hollywood feels a little more similar to how it feels today. If that That's, makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't really thrown off by the... Maybe because I don't really have a large grasp of noir film. Um, So I was kind of expecting it. The feeling that I got from the movie was kind of what I expected because it was very 90s. It had a lot of big 90s actors. It wasn't necessarily a suspense movie, but it kind of was in that vein of like kind of action, kind of suspense. Where is this going? Um, And it felt like you said a lot more kind of like Hollywood feels now. So that didn't throw me off. And I feel like it did a good job of the storytelling yeah and, it, and maybe it's just we watched a super old movie and then yeah we're jumping yeah i think we're, I just, we're getting crazy. through it, it was like a, i wanted that kind of to continue into the new one and i expected it being set in that time period to adopt the aesthetic more than it did and it kind of left me wanting but i had to look i shouldn't up. have gone into it with that expectation and i think it would have been fine yeah i had to look up even when it was set like i knew it was a period piece yeah. like is this 70s is it 60s and then i had to look up oh it's the 50s and really like what helps date that for me is cars, and we didn't see a car for a hot minute. Um, or I guess we did early, but it was dark. I don't you know. can't really. I mean, I can't really tell. <laughs> so, just by looking at them, oh, that's a '50s versus a '40s car. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, uh, you didn't like Russell Crowe's character for a long time. Well, because he was like the bad cop, like. Yeah, he was the bad cop. Like he, so if you, yeah, he if you, beat up yeah, the guys. He, defended, he takes the law into his own hands. He's yeah. definitely so he's the stereotypical punchy cop. Um, yeah, 
mm-hmm. is kind of his role for people who haven't seen the movie. Which, like, to like, and his character has yeah. a. Th- it's established early on that he feels strongly about protecting women, um, and crimes against, like, going after guys who commit cries, crimes against women. Which, like, to a degree, yeah, those guys are trash, <laughs> garbage. Throw them away. But also, the law and like, kind of like. <laughs> Looking at it from a 2020 lens, it's hard to watch a cop and be on his side when he's sure to doing give a that. to give a moment where we were both on very opposite sides with um with the Bud White character was when they have those they arrest those three or four black kids that they think shot up the people in the diner because uh, there's kind of like a false antagonist like it's kind of obvious to the viewer that it's not these guys just because. Yeah. It's too early in the movie. <laughs> uh, if you're paying attention to runtime and it's like, this is, then it's over. It's, it's over, you know, but they've got, so they've got, we get the stereotypical and classic good cop, bad cop thing, but not in the, in the, like they're not in the room at the same time, but we've got Guy Pierce's character at actually, who's the detective and it's his case and blah, 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 the whole diner situation. And this is where we really see the brilliance in his police work. Um, because he's an excellent interrogator. Like he's a smart kid. He's, he went to college before becoming a cop and blah, 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 which is why everybody hates him uh, in the police force. But he is like really turning these kids against each other to get information and like um, just doing the whole really awesome interrogator thing. But he's, they mentioned that there's like uh, the kids, the interrogated kids mentioned that there's like another girl that like they raped, but is still alive possibly. And, uh, Ed is trying to get the information from like the last kid. And he's like, I don't know nothing, man. I don't know where she's at. And because it's a woman in distress, Bud like kicks the interrogation out. door down, takes his breaking a chair with his bear. Yeah. Hand. He's like gripping yeah. this chair and just <laughs> splinters it. And I'm like, Oh, he <laughs> like, mad. What was that a balsa <laughs> chair? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Chair's made of cork. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, he, he breaks the chair, kicks the door in and does like, it was like my favorite scene in the movie and you didn't really? really didn't like it. No, it was horrible. He flings his revolver open and drops every bullet but one mm-hmm. and says, you got like a one in five chance or one in six chance. And he mm-hmm. puts the gun in the kid's <laughs> mouth and starts just clicking the trigger uh, <laughs> to yeah, like get the kid to talk. Uh, and actually and like not about it, but also it works. Well, he would have gotten there. Can't argue with the results. He would have gotten there. Yeah, he was on his way. What I expected... I couldn't breathe during that moment. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. holding my breath. But I expected like a... um, a, Because actually does go, oh, I'll write you up and blah, 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 which is like, I'm going to tell mom. And he does that crap for the (laughs) whole movie. (laughs) But I expected like uh, a scene where like Bud like threw him the revolver and actually opened it and there were no bullets in it. He was like, Oh, I was just like, Oh yeah. You know, like, Oh, yeah. it's a try. I would have full bluff kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I expected is there wasn't yeah, a real bullet. He killed him. Right. And he never gets, the that's name. why I think, I think he did look and kind of see if it was up next or whatever. I think he kind of knew the, he had going to into, I, yeah. I think he had to have poured all six out. Uh, but might have. we could probably freeze frame it and see, or, you know, like maybe that was explained and then cut for time or something. But I, I feel like that's a trope or, or, or something mm. like that. So, uh, I loved but I loved that scene. Like that was badass. That was awesome. And she was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> I was like, you need to calm down. Like, <laughs> you're being so bad. 
yeah inappropriate yeah. this is not how you conduct an interrogation sir yeah so. not that i've ever interrogated anybody so we've talked about Ed, a police officer and we've talked about bud but then there's kevin spacey's character and he's kind of like the third cop we follow around his name yeah. is jack vincennes jack and he's like in a he is a cop but he's in like a cop drama like they he's real, like the technical advisor to keep them uh, like realistic or grounded yeah, yeah. so he's like, yeah, he ad- he advises rather, yeah, the cop drama. <laughs> so it's like there was a funny quote if you don't mind. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he was uh, uh, he's talking to that lady at the party, and he's she's like, the actor doesn't move like you, and he's like, oh, America's not ready for the real me. And I was like, that's a pretty loaded statement, Kevin. He has a couple statements. Yeah, especially when like man, yeah, looking back, you're like. Especially later when he tries to set that politician, like the gay kid up with the politician to like bring the, the oh, councilman yeah. down. Mm-hmm. He has a couple lines towards the kid where I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, he's like, have we met? And he's like, it was at a party. He's like, something like that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, Kevin. So, so something crazy. tells me he didn't have to act too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Reach too or far. he's been method acting. A, a post. <laughs> he never um, stopped. Yeah. A post, <laughs> post 2019 Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah. That's uh, not good. All really. that aside, good performance, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it was weird because I liked his character. I liked his sarcasm. And yeah, so his it's kinda, and his voice, yeah. like he's very suave. Yeah, and yeah. like sexy he and stuff. He just plays the cool but, uh, cop. Yeah, it's it's really hard to watch he's in Kevin. It for the glory. It's really hard to watch Kevin Spacey yeah. movies after 2019. Like the we watched a, even a Bug's Life because he's Hopper, and, oh, yeah. and oh. Bug's Life, and it's like, ugh. Uh, the ants pick the food. The ants <laughs> stack the food. Like, <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> gotta watch him both his life. Uh, but yeah, so he's movie. this technical advisor, and he's like, he's the one that's in with Danny DeVito's character who runs the Hush Hush uh, magazine. Sid. Um, Sid, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, I guess to hit the gas on the plot, uh, it turns out the black teenagers weren't involved in the murders at all. Um, there were like, they they keep finding so like Bud and Ed both like take the case separately, but Ed it's like his case and Bud is doing it from ulterior motives because he's got like there's an illegal pornography ring and he's like falls in love with one of the performer yeah, ladies so or whatever they and have prostitutes who are made to look like yeah. famous actors like Marilyn Monroe or Rita Hayworth. I can't remember the others, but that's like a that's whole thing. thing. And then we've got like Jack Vincennes, who's like also picks up the case for a reason I can't remember. The dr- it was connected to the kid and the drugs. I think so. Yeah, there was they're trying to set up the DA. You know, the, the, yeah, because yeah, there's a heroin like some uh, politicians or whatever are buying heroin. Yeah, and Sid, that's what the whole. I don't. Did we talk about the original guy being taken out and that being the vacuum that opened up all this stuff? No, no, we didn't. But yeah, there's like a. A big crime boss that gets whacked. Yeah, like a kingpin gets put away, and which is where I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like more of a gang, like Godfathery kind of movie," and, and it wasn't. No, sad. Um, but yeah, there's all I say. There's no way we can explain it like coherently. But there's a lot <laughs> that goes on. Our word for it. There's a, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of like individual like things that all funnel into one case. Yeah, and we've got. Jack, Bud, and Ed all like from different angles getting closer to the same thing with like Sid and whatever. And there's there's this motel in the movie where the chief of police like brings 
um, suspects to get interrogated, like waterboarding and like Bud beating them up. A little and bit stuff. of torture, you know, you no know, big deal. Like some off How's the books, some off the books, like police work, like info getting. People will keep dying there though. Um, and that's when we like we start to learn. Oh, the chief of police is the bad guy. He might be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which did anybody else kind of see that coming? Yes, because of the actor. What? I thought <laughs> yeah, you said I you didn't. didn't. I mean, I, I like as soon as like I was like, I bet it's that old guy. It's always the old guy. So he I, thinks he's slick. He's gonna like. I what I didn't see coming is when he shoots Kevin Spacey's character. I was like, oh, oh he's hit. Yeah. So I knew he was string. I knew yeah. he was string pulling police, and I oh. I knew because he's always like the bad warden, right? Like mm. longest yard, green mile. Mm. Like he's always playing gross like yeah gross like people in authority like that's his that's that's the folder he's in you know in the the hollywood filing cabinet that's Mm -hmm. the folder he's in um so i i knew he was going to be bad right because it's like you don't cast that actor if it's not going to be bad you don't cast that actor boy how yeah and him playing like an (laughs) irish catholic was kind of funny um but it's how bad and how like like he shoots like he well, I'm losing the ability to speak. So Kevin Spacey's character like comes to him after he gets information on one of the like cops that got murdered or was doing murderings or whatever. Uh, and uh, the dude just turns around and shoots him in the chest and kills Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. And we've got this. Uh, oh, this plot with Ed that's really important with Ed's dad was a cop who was killed and they don't know the killer's name. Right, like they, mm-hmm. the dude got away, and so um, Ed just made up. Do you remember what the name is? Rolo. Rolo Tomasi. Yeah, he just made up. Ed, Ed said he made up a name to make it feel more real or whatever. Yeah, to give him personality. Yeah, to give like, him personality. So Rolo Tomasi, full of personality. Yeah, and he tells Jack, Kevin Spacey's character, he like confides in him in that to like kind of I guess help them be on the same team or or whatever when they go out on a case together. Uh, during the why why did you become a cop speech, um. And uh, uh, Kevin Spacey's dying words after he gets shot were Rolo Tomasi. And it's like, oh, that's the chief. The chief's the one doing all the bad stuff. He's Rolo Tomasi. Um, We're going to use your last words there. So, and it's like, that's really like when they key the audience in like firmly like, all right, this is the antagonist. And it takes Mm -hmm. like an hour and 45 minutes to get there. Yeah. Which was cool. I liked that. I like that it's so weird. We, it we, kept me guessing. Yeah. I didn't know where we were really going. It wasn't like not broadcasted, but it wasn't pretty. It wasn't it like, wasn't like handed he's the bad you. guy. Here he yeah. is. Like, yeah, yeah. So, no, I liked that. And then, you know, we have a shootout at the end and um, they kill the thing. So, and like, it's cool. After Vincennes dies, like Bud and Ed, like, become like f- like actual good cop bad cop like they buddy yeah. up which that was broadcasted it felt like like ed's gonna come around mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. i even saw the like he's gonna shoot the chief in the back like as he starts walking it took away. him so long i was yeah. like are we gonna do it well, are he, we he like dangled the carrot of another promotion um oh right and it was like oh he them. keeps he keeps doing slimy stuff to get ahead well not slimy stuff but he keeps doing like stuff to get ahead and it's like nope he's just gonna shoot him in the back what i also oh. called was so i actually was wrong you were wrong i was wrong um you heard it here first first folks cameron admits he's wrong i thought so um <laughs> bud and ed Never both get called to like the murder <laughs> hotel 
and they get called there clearly by the chief of police who they, I guess then kind of learn he's bad, right? Like they're on his trail, but don't a hundred percent know. Yeah. They know it's a setup, but they don't know. They who know it's exactly a setup, but they don't know who it is. Um, I think uh, that's kind of how I, I don't know. We should have watched the movie as many times as Carl. Anyway. Yeah. Carl. For real. They're both. Well, they knew like, it was him by at that point, but yeah, they knew they were like, that's where they were kind of boarding up the, you know, windows. With yeah. So they get it. They stuff, go into the so. hotel and they start boarding up the windows and stuff. And, uh, I like paused and was like, all right, here's my call. I thought that Ed was going to get killed and have like his final in his dying breath, like do the full, like he's cool now. And like Bud White was going to have a, uh, the reference y'all want to understand, but like a shooter moment where he goes like super mad and just kills everybody. Um, spoilers. But um, <clears throat> like it's a, it's a revenge movie. I thought that's where this was going to go is Bud was just going to go ham. Uh, I was backwards. <laughs> I was backwards. Ed is the one who like Bud got shot up a million times. He probably should have died. I did yeah. say that I did call yeah. that he lived because you do see him clearly like the double tap shot that's supposed to kill him goes through his cheek. Yeah. And I'm like, I bet he lives. But um, before, well, you always thought he was going to live and that Ed was going to die. Yeah. But, but I what, said he was going to die and Ed was going to live. Yeah. So you but were then right. They both live. But then I was like, I bet you Bud's not dead. And then he was I thought. I thought they were all going to die. Ooh. I, I thought the captain was going to, like, the moral of the story was that the bad guy was still going to be the corrupt bad guy. Ooh, he would get away mm. with it. I, I had we that. Had Jack die. I had that thought, we too. We thought Bud died. And then it was just Edmund. I was like, there's no way Edmund's going to make it out of this alive. He's surrounded by a billion people. Yeah. Which they had already killed a bunch, but. Then they, they would have been the guy that gets away with it. They would have been a perfect uh, little bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh well No I kind of Was thinking that I had that thought too I was like Oh man The dude's gonna get away With it Yeah And it Daniel like would've was. Hated it Because I that probably would've, would've Had a vastly different reaction Yeah, yeah. If he got away <laughs> with it Yeah Not a <laughs> What can I say Not a messy movie But a lot happened mm-hmm. uh, I had to ask for clarification Several times I was like Wait a minute What is happening Yeah Where are we at there were like C plots and D plots and E plots. There was a lot going on. I don't on. understand why it was easier for me to remember the Japanese names of last week than to remember like <laughs> who Bud White was. Like, Ugh. and Jack, no idea who Jack was for the first bit, but like Kikuchio, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> because you had to read it a hundred times. Right. Bud oh. White was the easy one because it just sounds like you're saying Bud Light with a lisp. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Did it remind anybody else of like a Coen Brothers movie that kind of slice of life a little bit where you're following a person's life? We've watched the no. Coen Brothers, right? Yeah, yes. that was Lou Davis. Davis. Kind of feels okay. like that where you're just kind of thrown into a world, follow somebody, and you dip back out. I feel like it would have felt more like that if it was a true noir. If we yeah. focused more on one of the mm. cops instead of all three of them, maybe. Yeah. There's just so much to keep track of. It was a lot. It was a lot. But it was, I mean, it ended really well. Um, fairly violent. It's it rated came R. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of sh- people getting shot in blood everywhere. So, warm you up for uh, Godfather. Yeah. So that scene where uh, yeah. Ed's chasing the guy down the hallway and he goes into the elevator. Yes. Yeah. Did anybody else think that when he pulled that shot? That he didn't, that he killed like a civilian instead, Ooh. like the guy that put somebody in Ooh. front of him, and like because he made this face like, Ugh, and I was like, oh, he realizes he shot an innocent or something. 
no. like I maybe th- there's somebody else in the elevator and he like put him in front to block or something but yeah i was like i thought for sure that's what was happening and that was his fall from grace that he's got to be tried or something you know like but uh yeah i think I was that just like, oh, face I guess it was more out. him just realizing that he's becoming one of the other guys yeah like yeah. He, he did had to do real cop stuff and kill people uh, yeah. I don't know if that's real cop stuff. I definitely yeah. thought it was something else. I was just like, oh no. So I thought <laughs> I happened? thought he was gonna like leg the guy and then either do like a super dark turn where he like double taps and kills him mm. or like you know, he get has like PTSD from blowing a dude's leg off and hearing him scream to death as he bleeds out. Like that's that's kind of where I thought it was <laughs> going. But cause it because he like put the shotgun in the door pretty low and pulled the trigger, I'm like, oh he just blew a leg off. Like there's no way he killed that guy. But uh <laughs> no. Gross. So, and then he gets to get nickname uh, Shotgun Ed from that. Uh, shotgun Ed. Hilarious. Shotgun Ed. Shotgun Ed. Oh, Shotgun And he gets a, a Medal of Honor or some nope. kind of medal. <laughs> he gets some yep. kind of medal, but it's not the Medal of Honor. Uh, medal of Valor? You don't get the Congressional Medal of Honor to cops. Something like that. Uh, so. Some sort of medal. Yeah, well, he gets medals like twice. Guy gets so many medals. He's, Who does he think he is? Yeah, he knows how to work uh, the system. Two promotions, a bit of two a medals. Career opportunist. He's Mr. Hot Pants. Apparently, He's like got all this. It did annoy going. me that they kept being like, "Take off your glasses," and I was like, "Wouldn't you want him to be able to see as clearly as possible if he's carrying a gun around?" Like, <laughs> no, that would make sense. <laughs> They're anti glasses in LA, apparently. Maybe in the fifties. It it's was about the look. Four eyes. Did you see that? Do you guys remember? It was very brief. He's talking to the captain at the very beginning of the movie, and the reporter comes up to take a picture, and he just has this. He rips off his glasses <laughs> yeah. and gets a smolder. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. It was so like goofy. Yeah, that was it was acted well. I like that. Um, I don't remember who recommended this movie to us because this was just not on the lists. I think it was maybe Steven, but I don't, I don't know. Could have been. I could an, see his dad liking this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds I don't know like who it was, movie. but this wasn't like a. This is one of the movies that wasn't, um, you know, a quintessential watch. Mm-hmm. At least it's rated really high. Yeah, I had never heard of it. Neither herded. Never. I mean, heard I was of it. I was two when it came out. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, Carl, you had something you wanted to bring up. Oh yeah, the um. What are the? I don't know what the actual chart is called, but it's, it's like, like the lawful, neutral, chaotic, yeah, like, like good, evil character uh, alignment chart. From, character alignment uh, chart like role playing games yeah so I figured we'd try to place the the, the protagonist and then the uh, Dudley into the graph so I think Ooh, like Dudley too I think um is when like the obvious Ed Exley's probably lawful good he's lawful good like that's yeah. probably clear and yeah and he may skew a little bit at the end but I'm trying like I couldn't figure out if Bud was chaotic I think he's chaotic good chaotic good okay cause he's a or loose he cannon neutral no, because he's loose. He's, he's chaotic something, because he's a loose cannon. That's like I who feel he like is. yeah. He's I think neutral good is probably Vincennes or Vincennes. Because he kind of Vincennes is the hard situ- one. Yeah, that's one. He's I kind think, of a floater because it just is whatever benefits him. Yeah, he's self-serving. That, I think Jack that is neutral? chaotic neutral. Because he does neutral? whatever it takes to like keep him like for fame. But that's not but neutral, it's never really it? anything. I mean, he takes bribes. Yeah, he's taken bribes. He's he does create the crime and then also solve. It's not the crime. evil, so it's that does kind of balance out. He's not evil. Chaotic neutral. He's not good. It. It's got to be neutral. Chaotic neutral is probably a good call because he like will yeah. do good, but he also will do evil. So that's kind of like the neutral line. But yeah. he's clearly on the side of chaos. I think. Yeah. Like he's not lawful evil. That's like. 
Dudley is probably neutral evil or lawful evil. Yeah. Lawful evil. I'm not 100% sure. I, I mean, he I follows so many, like, I feel like you can't be chaotic evil. He's not like chaotic. Like, the Joker he's, is mm, chaotic He's evil. too yeah. mastermindful. Oh, yeah. So that would be, yeah, lawful. What's the other one? Chaotic, neutral, lawful, neutral, 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 neutral evil. Neutral evil. No, it's more planned, I feel like. So I think he's probably lawful evil. Lawful. Yeah, he's like a true evil guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's... We should do that. It wasn't for as complicated like, as I thought it was going to no, be. No, no, no. It's pretty, <laughs> it pretty complicated. Cool. The, <laughs> the hard one's Vincennes because he's like... Yeah. He's still obeying the law, but he is getting his. Mm-hmm. So... No, but I think chaotic neutral was the call on him. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. We, should, we should do that for more movies. It's a fun, fun way to place characters, so... Um, and did anybody have anything else? We've kind of beat the plot to death, so... Um, um, is Rolo Tomasi a MacGuffin? Oh, mm, because it's kind of the driving force behind Edley's arc. Yeah, but it's not really a part of the story. It, I mean, is, it is, but it's not. It's only context to I the story. I think it'd have to be more. Isn't than that just, the same as the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? It's not the whole story, yeah. but it's in there. Well, if you remove the briefcase, you don't have a story to Pulp Fiction. I think if you remove Rolo Tomasi and the dad arc, you still have a story. Yeah. I don't think it like, I don't think that, uh, what's the police chief's dude's name again? What was his name? Dudley. 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 Yeah. I don't think that Dudley killing, uh, Ed's dad is like, uh, like a, you know, it's not the bolt holding this whole movie together in the, in the way that like, like we could still progress through the acts without it. Mm-hmm. And there's no movie without the briefcase. <laughs> yeah, there are there are. It contributes but doesn't on. rely. Yeah. Do we think that Dudley killed Edmund's dad? Yeah, a hundred percent. I guess so. That well, was that was all but like said. But he said it was like a, a purse snatcher or whatever. Like oh, he just so got he in was, the way of a robbery. So he was told. Probably by Dudley. Yeah, that's fair. Because Dudley, every time he killed somebody, like he killed Vincent and said he was found dead in a park and his body was likely moved and I want everybody to sweep the neighborhood. It was probably another one. Of, it's had it's to funny be how he just, he literally tells the yeah, truth Yeah, I guess there. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, because the person giving the report to the press the was, of course. I didn't either. Oh my God. Yeah. He literally yeah. looks, Kevin Spacey's character looks Dudley in the eye and says, Rolo Tomasi and you guys were like well, interesting last words and didn't put two and two together there it's crazy well, no. I just thought he was identifying that he was the bad guy not that he was actually the murderer or the killer I thought of. he was just being a cunning detective and was like I know he will bring this up to Wesley Exley yeah, yeah, who yeah. will know that what? I was in contact with him I thought that's what it was it was a like a chess play I mean yeah but it's because he's the guy I guess he did. I mean, it yeah. makes sense that he is. He said it. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I guess it's not shocking, but I didn't, I didn't put that together. I just thought he was literally did like, you, I know this will surface yeah, again. And, but okay. I also watched it with you. Smart. <laughs> Carl, I, Carl, I'd high five you if we were in the same room. <laughs> Dumb. I figured that's why he called him. <laughs> look that up to make sure. Yeah. Huh. That's why he called him. Yeah, can him someone that. confirm that? Yeah. Well. It doesn't have to be confirmed. It's just what it is, right? It's obvious. <laughs> I thought looks him in the face. He goes, Rolo Tomasi. Doesn't make sense that these cops die without you doing it. Cause like, yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, they didn't do all the cop killing. I'm sure some. D- I, well, I guess you're well, right, but yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that. Well, one it up. could have been the other guy I'm that right. was arrested too. <laughs> Which other guy? <laughs> yeah. The like no, main no. mob guy that was arrested at the beginning. No. That made way for why would they Captain why, Smith to be why would why would the media story be that the giant mob boss didn't kill a cop like that's a home run for LAPD <laughs> yeah. in the press. All right. Moving on. Like the only way oh, that it's well. an unnamed purse snatcher that no one knows the name of is because it's Dudley. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that was the whole point of, of, Man. of Spacey saying Rolo Tomasi when he was killed. It's like, it wasn't to communicate the point. It was like, this is the freaking guy. And also because Ed will get the hit. I, yeah, I only right. got the second part. I didn't. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Cause then, he well, you got the more he... important part. So there's that. Yeah. Yes. What were you saying? <laughs> well, I was just saying, Dudley doesn't know who Roland T- Rolo Tomasi is. Exactly. So he says it to Ed, and then Ed's like... That's when Ed gets the big eyes. And starts yeah. like... What does it mean? Doing all the research. Yeah. Uh, I really thought, yeah, I thought that, that Ed and Ed was going to get in trouble with uh, Dudley faster than like Vincennes. So that was, that was interesting yeah. that Vincennes died first, but I guess he had to. Uh, to to give the roll up to pass the roll of Tomasi point, so I don't know if it's a MacGuffin though. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's it's integral to the plot because it's made to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it used you can remove the whole father killed stuff and yeah, excuse me, have the same movie. It does um, also kind of echo beats of Gangs of New York. You have the guy kind of infiltrating the group who's like an outsider. Then he kind of the there's like that leader of the group, new guy, uh, clash. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. there's similar themes there. Similar not... beats, not similar executions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um, I see that. So, do we want to go into ratings? Yeah. Let's go into ratings. Yo. Let's go. <clears throat> Let's go into ratings. I don't know how to even start. Who do who do who start two with? Four. <laughs> I can start. All right, go ahead. Notes. I have a rating. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll think of one real quick. Um, <laughs> I think that I'm going to give this a three stars because this movie took me on a journey. I was invested in it. Um, and they had a complete arc, like all the characters moved through their journeys. They all kind of learned some lessons. The ending had a nice little bow on it of we solved the crime. We're moving on with our lives. Um, and like it kept me guessing. I didn't really entirely know where it was going. Um, I think the setup at the beginning could have been a little bit clearer. Yeah. The first like 45 minutes. (laughs) Pretty confused for a bit. Um, but then like once you get to the end, I was kind of like, okay, like it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm going to give it three stars. Not because it's like, I'm going to watch it over and over again, but because I think it did a good job. Yeah. It did a good job. Uh, Nick. Yeah. Um, so I do have some notes here. Um, I thought I enjoyed it overall. the The plot was very layered. There's a lot going on. You had law, you had politics, you had Hollywood, um, and I think those three things were represented by each of the main protagonists. And it was kind of fun to see how they worked off each other. Like you needed all three of those personalities to get to the end of this movie. Um, you have the guy who's 
by the books and like won't ever rat anyone out will like testify against his colleagues um edmund who's like the by the books guy yeah then you have bud who's the guy that kind of takes things into his own hands and then jack who's just out for himself um and i think all three of those characters worked together well and got us to the end of the story um let's see here uh, another note i had was just there was no real dull moments kind of it was a constant ramp up uh to the end yeah um there was no no times i wanted to look away or anything uh so i enjoyed the story um there's a lot of a couple twists and turns at least i wish so there's like some people who will film themselves watching movies and then like upload that to YouTube and show the reaction. There was probably a lot of really good reactions, at least for me, like when Jack got shot. Yeah. Um, or when certain care, or when uh, Bud went up to Lynn and slapped her in the face for sleeping with Edmund. Yeah. That was a, a lot of me like leaning back in my chair with my hands on my head, like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> didn't even talk about that subplot. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, can yeah. he really be shocked that a whore slept with someone else? No. <laughs> like, whores, Charlie. I thought <laughs> that she was, like, being made to do it by the, by her, you know. The handler. The handler. Like, I, I thought it was, was like, but... you gotta sleep with this guy, because they, then they blackmailed him. So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. he, he. It just <laughs> seemed like, I was like, you're, why are you shocked about this? Like, you know what she does for a living, but, yeah. like. I, you know, he took it personally, but still, I was just like, eh, he's kind of out of left field. Yeah, like. yeah. I got really mad yeah. at the end when they made it look like he was going to get with her. Like, oh, yeah. They yeah. walk out, they he did. walks out of the, with his medal and they like yeah. link arms, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's before, it's before we don't knew. You, Missy. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you? Well, yeah, we thought Bud was yeah. dead. Double crossing, like, mm. you can't just hook up with his cop buddy. <laughs> and Bud's no. in there, like, half alive, like, drains, hooked can't up talk. to his head and stuff, can't <laughs> talk. It's like, she's our, like, I'm taking him second, to the beach. Our second shot to the cheek in a movie. Yeah. Oh, also in Fight Club yeah. at the end. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Gross. <laughs> and both live. <gasps> yep. Interesting. Moral of the story: You can treat yourself. You in can the cheek. Tre- <laughs> and live. We recommend it actually. And live. Yeah. <laughs> Big room approved. Yep. <laughs> Do try this at home. Um. Yeah, but you- yeah, I really like the story overall. Um. Mentioned this before. I didn't really expect the ending. I thought all of them were going to die, um, <laughs> which couldn't have been farther from the truth. Um, and I really like specifically that Edmund got to take out uh, Captain Smith as kind of a revenge. And now that I realize that he actually killed his father, I like it even more. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you see him kind of get that revenge and closure on his dad's murder. Um, and then the last note I have is the very end of the movie we see him we see Edmund um obviously like take credit and get the award and all that stuff at the end for bringing all of this to a conclusion but he also lets the captain die a hero so there at the yeah. end of the movie we see him and realize that he's kind of turning and he's less and less of a by the books guy I think if we were able to look like 30 years in the future, Edmund's probably like a, a jaded old cop 
who's maybe yeah. done a 180 yeah. from being Where's super that remake? Books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get a sequel. It's been, what, 20? Yeah, 20, they could years? pretty much do it, like, bring them back bring all here. in real time, and now it's 2023 in L.A. Yeah. Fat, gross, Kevin's old Russell Crowe. <laughs> well, yeah, Kevin Spacey's dead. Yeah, well, we don't yeah. have to worry about that. Thank God. Russell, we don't have to bring him back. Yeah. Russell Crowe looks terrible <laughs> these days. <laughs> um, What's your stars? So, yeah, for, for stars... I was going to go three and a half. Um, but looking back at the full story, once we, once I finished the final, you know, finished the movie, I think the last 30 or 45 minutes of it bumped it up to a four for me. Ooh. Okay. Four out of five. Four out of five. Nick approved. Let's get a stamp. Nick approved. Um, no, I, I'm going to go three and a half, I think. Three, but I'm torn between three and three and a half. Um, I think it in the beginning it meanders too much. Yeah. Um, it, it helps that it all gets poured into the same funnel. Yeah. In the third act, but like, it's really confusing. There's a lot of characters. Um, there's even like you had that that uh, Nick's got like a character guide for us at the bottom of the notes doc, and it's like I didn't recognize like two or two to four of the cops in it. I'm like, dude, I forgot these are even characters. So many names, so many just white dudes with high and tight haircuts. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I expected it to be more um, like cop versus gang, especially with yeah. it being said in the 50s. Um, so it's not really what I wanted it to be, but that's unfair. Um, but I think I'm going to go three and a half. I enjoyed the ride. I really liked the Bud character. I kind of... It, it, if I could like use a superpower to tweak the movie and make it more like something what I'd like, I'd, I'd turn up the bud and I'd turn down or off the Vincent's character. I just like, he was like pretty much wholly unlikable for me. And they also like cut him out of a huge part of the movie and I just didn't miss him at all. <laughs> uh, I thought the Ed character and the bud character were both compelling for very different reasons. Ed was like, had a very complex not complex arc, but he, you, you could like kind of see the cogs in his brain turning for the whole movie. Uh, and then, but is just like, I hit things with fist and make bad guy talk. And that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's like the dumb guy in me wants to just watch, Bud hit more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus I like nineties. Russell Crowe. He's awesome. Go watch gladiator. So, uh, I don't know. So probably 3.5. Like I enjoyed it. Um, it's a little bit higher than like a like an average movie, I guess. Just because the end of the movie was pretty satisfying, I like like final revenge plots. Like I think those are cool. So, um, but yeah, and we talked about the noir. Like, is it or isn't it? Like weird Danny DeVito vo. Like, I feel like commit to noir or don't. It's weird. It, it's a weird format to like salt bay sprinkle into a movie because like yeah. noir is so like you know it's noir it's all or nothing yeah. yeah and it's just weird to be like and now we'll have some random narration it's like mm-hmm. kind of like pulls you out of it like for especially from the beginning like we're set up with our five seconds of frank sinatra and like all the hollywood archival footage and stuff uh with the vo from danny devito and i'm like oh this is gonna be like one of those movies like this is gonna be awesome yeah. and then it's just wasn't and i'm like okay it seems like a miss yeah they could have just kind of continued that grainy kind of quality but oh well yeah i don't know so no i i liked it i liked it out of 10 um <laughs> th- three and a half stars wrap us up carl carl all right well as we 
already kind of touched on. I did want more of that noir kind of aesthetic, more of that drama, drama, moody kind of feel. Um, didn't quite get that. It felt just kind of like any other kind of movie and it's color grading and kind of cinematography. Sure. And then it really kind of cues you in is that it is a, you know, historical piece. Um, not to go too far into like repeating everything, you know, all the characters were really well established and really well uh, introduced. They all had, you know, believable and, you know, compelling arcs. Um, they all grew. Um, I think, I mean, the story was good. Um, as far as like a crime, I think like Zodiac was more of a uh, more of a thrill to watch. I like seen more that. like that's a good one. Um, and then there's actually another detective movie that Russell Crowe's in called The Nice Guys with uh, Ryan Gosling. Ooh! So if you like, if you want, if you're kind of craving another kind of more, it's more comical, but I think it does a better job of like you know being a throwback, a modern kind of throwback, yeah. whereas this other one kind of just feels more. Not bland, but I can't like it. Just doesn't have enough of a personality. Yeah, you know? it didn't. It didn't feel like, like the fifties. If yeah. that makes sense. It's, no, yeah, it didn't. And, like I will say, watching it in black and white did get me there for that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted a little bit more of the uh, that noir kind of feel. So I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. Uh, for black and white, three five. Oh, <laughs> the Carl. Yeah, it bumps cut. it up half point. Carl cut. Yeah. <laughs> Carl cut. Yeah, it's a three yeah. five. In black and white. Uh yeah, that was. It just kind of felt like the gangs in New York to y'all for me. Okay. I was like, it, the world building was really well done. You feel like you're kind of there, but it just for whatever it reason doesn't something. hit the mark. It does. It needs that little bit of something. It needed to either really really commit to that style or kind of like be more uh, more modernized or whatever. Like I did see some. Uh, footage of like the director talking they said they really didn't want it to feel like that they wanted it to feel contemporary and i think that was not but i think that's the nine that wasn't that the 90s yeah, though i think the 90s are just kind of like white washed for lack of a better word but just kind of made it feel more of the time and i, I think it it could have benefited from being a little bit more stylized or more i like you what know, you said about it didn't old. have like a, a personality i, I see yeah. that it's it's a movie. It didn't have that Rolo Tomasi that we were looking yeah. for. <laughs> Rolo Tomasi. <laughs> Rolo Tomasi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good so, movie though, but yeah, it just didn't quite have the punch I wanted. So before we pull, I've been meaning to bring this up at like the onset of episodes, but I keep forgetting, and I've been wanting to ask this question for like three weeks, and maybe I'll remember to ask it in future episodes. Outside of this movie, what was your favorite thing you watched this week? Oh, hmm. I'll start, I guess. Um, besides baseball, because baseball oh gosh, season, which know. is my favorite thing in the world. Um, I watched um, <clears throat> a little bit of The Simpsons. I've never watched The Simpsons before. Ooh. And so I've been watching season. I've watched all of season one and I'm in the middle of season two of The Simpsons. And it's like, it's good. It's chill. It's a chill. Uh, I have a long way to go. Chill cartoon. Mm. I've heard the first like six or so are like legendary The Simpsons, like must watch, mm -hmm. and then the rest are like, this show is still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in the same way that like Carl and I have our golden era Family Guy, like the first oh, like yeah. the first couple seasons of The Simpsons, I've just always heard are great. And um, there's there was a Twitter page. Man, remember Twitter? Hey guys, uh, guess what? The alarm's going off, so I'll be right back. All right. Oh, oh he boy. gone. He gone. There's a Twitter page called like. 
Simpsons out of context or something that I follow, and it's like, man, these lines are funny. I need the, I want, I want the context. So they're done with the Simpsons. They're gonna stop making it now, right? Are they? I don't know. I heard, I heard they were canceling after like thirty seasons, which is like, it's the longest. Like just at this point, just keep it going. It's the longest running show of all time. And that's that's crazy. So long. We could beat like Mash and and some other like live action stuff. I think Gunsmoke ran forever. Like the Simpsons is the longest running show of all time. So, yeah, I've been watching that. What about y'all? I just watched uh, John Mulaney's new special. Ooh. Ooh. Baby J. I didn't know that was out. Yeah. Good? It's good. It was funny because, like, I was watching it and I was like, why do these jokes sound familiar? Like, why? Is he reusing material? I'm like, what happened? I was like, oh, my God. I saw him live. <laughs> like, I saw him do these things live. We did that. So with, it was uh... kind of crazy, like, being like, oh, my God. I, he was workshopping that, I guess. Or he, like, had it, you know, at that point, he was probably polished off. I mean, John Mulaney's never not polished. But, um, yeah, really wild to have, like, heard a joke live and then see it like in on Netflix. It's like, wow. Yeah. We cool. had that with uh, the Jim Jeffries special and the Burt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We saw the Burt material. So it's like, man, man, I kind of want to watch razzle dazzle, but I did just see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say another thing I watched, uh, which I usually don't do this for the movies, but I watched the trailer for this movie. Oh, and okay. that was interesting. <laughs> because, like, Is it like representative think, uh, at all? No, it was crazy. Like there's so there's like one a voiceover that like didn't match the style of it was like three cops with different alt motives and it was Ooh. like I like to do things by the book. It was like it would like do some voiceover and then it would cut to like in, you know, and scene out of dialogue and it line. wouldn't it wouldn't have it it would not mesh at all. And I was like, man, I wonder how many movies back then like just uh suffered from the machine of just what 90s trailers were yeah. you know yeah and like the they like trailers like there was no now it's an art form you know like a movie trailer is like its own like masterpiece you know it's like uh so yeah going back and seeing like that old style is just so funny sometimes <laughs> they're like, too good somebody, too they like spoil crap sometimes yeah. they are yeah yep. like i won't watch a yeah. star wars trailer for anything at all yeah i'll just go i want to be disappointed blind <laughs> Stupid Star Wars <laughs> sucks. Uh, Nick, favorite thing you watched this week? It wasn't this movie. Um, there's a thousand things on my list that I should watch. A thousand and I need to watch things. movies and TV shows. But this week, I restarted watching Breaking Bad. Oh, boy. For the third time. <laughs> I, uh, I saw a, a YouTube... Uh, Short. Not a YouTube reel. Don't YouTube be a boomer short. call it a YouTube reel. YouTube, YouTube short. short. Um, it was just a clip from the show. I was actually, yeah, saw a clip from the show, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn on the first season, and then I was done with the first turn season. Turn on like, the first season? How do you do that? <laughs> well, the first <laughs> episode. Just put a, I started season one, episode one, start them all and then one. it just kept going. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm in this now. So. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned Breaking Bad. Uh, Stins, Bud White's partner, reminded me of Hank a lot. Stins? Bud White's partner? In the beginning. Stins? Drunk guy. The one that died? Or Stutz? Sorry. Stins? I was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he reminds me of Hank. Like his personality and the kind of way he looks and everything. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Like a stocky kind (laughs) of cop. Definitely the same personality. Yeah, yeah. I watched what three episodes of Breaking Bad and was like, nope, never watched it again. It's a good show. I believe you, but I'm, not, <laughs> I'm never gonna watch it. I, I hate whenever Stranger people things. tell me. I hate when people tell me like, 
oh, you just got to get through the first season, then it gets good. But that's really how it is with that show. Yeah, but I'm not going to watch first season's like good. 12 hours. I know. First season's only seven, seven episodes, though. Seven so hours. There's that. Seven hours of just skip my that. life. Just skip it. But then I won't know what the hell's going on. He has cancer. Oh, I knew that. Uh, he spoilers. makes drugs. There's one part where he like jacks up that uh, car wash. He like rips all the stuff off the wall. I'm like, this show sucks. I hate this guy. <laughs> mm. And then the, what, what did yeah. it for me was like, I really don't like gross stuff. Uh, and I used to, I'm a little better now. I used to be really queasy about blood and, and stuff. So the bathtub breaking through the floor mm. was like, I, I just, uh, yeah. I was like, bits. Oh, that was the last, oh, yeah. it's the last thing I watched the show. Like he buys the wrong chunky, acid or whatever. And it's sloppy. like chunky body yeah. scoop comes from the ceiling. Yeah. So yeah. Like, no, you want to watch squish. it? Ugh. He makes meth and it's, it's blue. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I am Heisenberg or whatever he says. Say my wow. name. I'm the one who knocks. You're Heisenberg. <laughs> I've never watched any Breaking Bad, so I have no it's like idea. Like the lady from zero uh, percent yeah. Monsters idea. Inc. What's happening? Monsters Inc. great. What's your favorite thing you watched this week? Um, I haven't really had a lot of time to watch media. That's a bad answer. But no, I have an answer. <laughs> um, this week's episode of Ted Lasso. Oh. It was great. Ted Lasso's great show. Highly recommend. It just makes you feel good. It's like a warm hug. Why do I hate every show that everyone likes? Because it's your bit. You love doing it. You love hating on... I don't hate Ted Lasso. It's just not for me. How many seasons no. are there now? They're on the third one. season yeah. right now. Is that the third and final three, or is it going to go forever? I, I feel like I've heard them sit like... I don't know if they know. I feel like they're throwing around that it's the final season, but yeah. it's also really su- successful, so I don't know. Hmm. You know... But if they end on a high note, like I'm fine with that. I would rather it end and end yeah, strong. Don't drag it. Don't drag it on. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I watched quite a bit of that when we had COVID. Um, I watched all. I binged all of seasons one and two while we had while I had COVID. Yeah, we watched that instead of the Matrix. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and I was like, I recognize it's a good show. It's just not the. It's got. Too you much, thought it was going to be more of a comedy. I thought it was going to be a comedy show, and it's got too much drama. It's got a lot of drama to it. That I and that's See, just that's, not. I was the opposite. I wanted more drama. I don't, especially like, after season one. I don't like drama. It stresses me out to watch. It makes me very anxious. I'm just like, no. Nah. Ted's too happy of a guy to only have comedy in that show. Instead, I was watching. You need something to bring it down. I was watching uh, hour Grounded. long, hour long YouTube videos on the ancient Rome. That's what I do in my spare time. <laughs> Sounds so riveting. <laughs> I am a hundred years old. Uh, let's pick a movie. All right. Yeah. Speaking of movie, I just, I think good picks from here, if I could choose, yeah. would be choose? Maltese Falcon mm-hmm. or Godfather. I, I'm kind of in for the Godfather. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I could do Godfather. I hope yeah. to God. Or 2001 It's, it's space, not going to be something that we want. It's not. It's, it's not. What is it? It's not. It's something you want. <gasps> it's West Side Story. Oh no! A musical I want to Carl. Be Carl. I want to be in America. It's a musical, Carl. Great! How fun! Tonight, it's got. Doesn't this have the, the people from Hamilton in it? Only just Answer the no. question. No. No. I thought the lead was no. What is this one? What was that? The Hamilton music in the Heights. In the Heights. So okay. well, the, we're gonna watch the 1960s, 1960s West Side Story. 
Yeah. Not there was also a West Side Story that came out 2021. Yes, that is not the one we're going to so watch. Spielberg does Spielberg. And that Spielberg. was Spielberg. Spielberg. I can't Spielberg. talk. Spielberg. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. Spielberg Sorry, sucks fam. now, Steven and he hasn't made a good movie Spielberg. in like 30 years. That's so he made recently. Spielberg. Bunch of crap. Uh, what's that he newspaper movie with Tom Hanks that sucked? I know what you're talking newspaper? about. I have no idea what it's called. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump was 30 years ago. No, that was a box of chocolates. No, he wasn't holding a newspaper. He was holding a box of chocolates. Laughs like a newspaper. You never know what you're going to get. It's it's black and white. It works. (laughs) It's black and white. (laughs) It It works. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm I'm more in because we're watching the older one. Yeah, and I'm, I assume that which is gonna. One. I think it's gonna piss David off because I think this was a rendition from him, <laughs> and he probably wants us to watch the new one. But let's not. Well, do let's that. ask him. No, let's no. ask him. I want to watch the old one. The old one, like one of the actresses, like won an Oscar for it. So oh, well, I we gotta like watch the old one. We gotta watch yeah. the old one. It's a classic too, right? It is. A like classic. I've heard Would the new one's good, David. I've heard the new one's good. Hmm. But I want to watch a new movie. We could just pretend we, we didn't want to watch a musical. I mean, we watched cool. a movie from the 90s. You want to watch Truman's show? Movie's older than me. Carl well, just that's said we different. should Truman's show is incredible. Wow. We should what? Carl just suggested we repick. No, we're going to We don't want to watch it. a musical. I mean, if, if I'm, you I know, it sounds like nobody really wants to no, watch she, a musical. You see how excited so she is? I love like Carl doesn't want to watch a musical. You know why I haven't watched a lot of media recently? Because I've been watching YouTube videos of the musical Wicked. The Wicked, the new Wicked movie that oh looks my God, you got your fill? let's pull again guys we can all <laughs> no. go see the wicked movie next year 2024 no, let's go i don't want to see the wicked movie no you're gonna come wicked sucks <gasps> it sucks all right guys this podcast is over because i don't i don't like things <laughs> that are like <laughs> that they they edit established media just to make a, a bad character like good that's that's weak I don't care. It's weak. Okay, here's okay. Here's the. Th- Do, have wait, you all seen Wicked? <laughs> wait. Have wait, you all seen Wicked? Wait, no, no, you wait. I want to no. fill them in on what it means. Wicked is the Wicked Witch of the West is good. Actually, that's Wicked. They make her good. Actually, and when the the the, the bucket of water that kills her, she was in a trap door and was fine. Stupid, lazy, 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 lazy music. I paid seven hundred dollars to watch that it musical. It was the best night of my life, and it was. <laughs> le- I, it, it, and I was on board until the end when they're like, "I'm gonna run away with the Tin Man." It's trash. With the Scarecrow. Who cares? I care. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's what I was gonna say though. Wait. Here's what I was gonna say though. No. So the, the Wicked the Musical is based off of a book, and the book is a lot darker. The book is not the same as the musical. So, okay, the book was more honoring to the wicked nature of Le Does Witch. she die at the end of uh, the book? Yes. Yes? Of the book? Yes. If she dies, I'm more in. But if yes. she doesn't die, that book sucks too. No, I think she does <laughs> die. It's hey, been a while since Somehow she she's back. Oh, uh, somehow the Wicked Witch of the West returned. They fly now. Ugh. I would it's still. Like a, it's just the flying monkeys. They fly. <laughs> <laughs> They've been flying since the. I would still like the musical, even if she yeah. was dead at the end of the musical. Oh, the rest of the musical is so good. All right. I would still like it, even if that wasn't shoehorned. No, that's in. what I wanted because I thought the rest of the musical was good. It's literally the last two minutes that piss me off because not everything needs to have a happy ending, and it's revisionist history. It makes me mad. It's still my uh, favorite anyway, thing in the whole world. Instead of watching that, 
Everybody, <laughs> go home and watch Star Wars Episode 1 of Phantom Menace. We will see you all <laughs> next week with another episode. Good night. <laughs>